What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show with the old bros. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> we had a little mini vacation. Mini. Yeah, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, how everybody's doing good out there. Um, a lot to talk about. Like, when I say a lot, it's a lot. We might go four hours tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, tonight was, <laughs> today was just crazy. It's been crazy the past week or so. Uh, but first of all, you know, before we get started on, you know, the other sports and stuff like that, I do want to give a quick shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, NBA champions. Uh, they took care of the Phoenix Suns in six. Last we did the pod, they were heading into game five, right? Yeah, at two. Uh-huh. Outside at two, so... Uh, so it's been a while, so now uh, they took care of business, and uh, they got their championship. You know, I'm really happy for Giannis. Uh, I think Giannis is an amazing athlete, and I think he uh, played played very well in the finals. He's taken a lot of heat in years past about not stepping up, and well, this year he really stepped up, and uh, even guys like Middleton also helped out. They were huge for them. And uh, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks on getting their uh, second NBA championship. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Bucks. Uh, I've been, I said it from the beginning, Bucks were going to win the NBA championship. It just happened to happen in the most um, weirdest way possible. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was an incredible series. I think I got to give out some shout out to the Suns as well, who had a great season, man. I mean, you look at what they've done. And with Chris Paul, what they were able to accomplish, you know, making it all the way to the finals. You know, it's disappointing going up 2-0 and then uh, obviously falling to, to the Milwaukee Bucks after being up. But, you know, you still got to tip your cap to them. Um, I, I'm just so happy for Giannis, man, because I think Giannis is now getting the respect that he deserves. Uh, he was always in that conversation of uh, too big for the moment. Uh or too small for the moment, I should say. That come up bit, come up uh, short in the huge moments, and um, not this time, man. He goes off with game six with fifty points. Uh, you know, shuts up the haters, making his free throws. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even sure if we got to talk about this, but no, we're not. The game I, five money guy. Yeah, I think <laughs> oh I, yeah. my god, <laughs> game five money guy. You know. John is going through the free throw line, counting his nine dollar bills. Steve Van Gundy, it was, I mean uh, Jeff Van Gundy yeah. said, said it. Uh, who's uh, who's Dollar Man? Or who who's, 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 who's the big baller right there? Yeah, dude. You know it's just hilarious, but um, yeah, man. Giannis, Middleton, all stepped up. Drew Holl- the job that Drew Holiday did, I think it's overlooked. What he did on Chris Paul, man, incredible. Uh, he was. You know, giving a last offseason, they gave up a lot to get Drew Holiday in, and you know, they he answered with the championship. He helped, he was a key piece to them winning the championship. Uh, shout out to the Bucks, man! It, it's exciting to see them. You know, also coach. You know, Bud was on the hot seat. He comes up with this performance. He makes his adjustments to get his team over the hump, and it's just it's just great to see. You saw Giannis's uh, tears, his, uh, his emotional. Being all emotional, you know, right after the game, goes to sit on his bench for himself a little bit, just to take it all in. And uh, next day, he goes out and orders 50 piece uh, Chick fil A nuggets. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, Giannis, like I tell you, he's a very humble dude. I think uh, if you, I followed Giannis and the Bucks a little more this, this playoff run, obviously, because, you know, Lakers were bounced out early. So, usually when, when my teams are bounced out early, I do watch the playoffs. Not as engaged, obviously, but I, I still keep up with it to try to see what's going on. And and Giannis, just like the way he played, he was and, and off the court, he's so humble. So to me, I think that's that's a big thing for me, man. Like a, a humble dude. And he was just he didn't care if he scored fifty. He didn't care if he scored ten. Uh, to him, it was just like, uh, as long as my team wins and we put my team in a good position to win, I'm happy. And you saw that all playoffs, man. He stepped up against the Bucks, I mean, the Nets, 
then you know then the Hawks you know in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals and then you know in the finals dude when they were down 0-2 a lot of people count, counted them out they were just kind of like hey they're done they're not there's no way a lot of people were calling sweep and nah dude like they they literally stepped up and took care of business at home then went to Phoenix handled business there and then finished it at home like they didn't even want to see a game seven they said you know what I'll finish it Finish it tonight, and I just want to give a congratulations to the Bucks. Yeah, uh, amazing se- season for the Bucks. Amazing season for the Suns. You know, something I do appreciate, dude, is Monty going to the locker room. Uh, after oh the yeah, that, I that saw was, that. That was awesome to see, dude. Not a lot of coaches are gonna do that. No way. He that was a, that was an amazing, um, amazing move that he did, and um, I do, I do feel bad for Chris Paul, but you know. Age 36, 37, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, first finals appearance, and he's up 0-2. He could almost taste it, and they lose. Uh, but I just felt like the Bucks were just too big for them. You know, too many guys to throw at uh, Aiden, and it was just too much. Like, it was Aiden was the only big guy. They had nobody else yeah, besides them. No, and all that size that the Milwaukee Bucks they would get after every offensive rebound, every defensive rebound. They would out-rebound the Suns, and I think that it led to more chances for the Bucks because all the games were close. Yeah. There was really no blowouts in the series, if I maybe recall game one. Two. Or game one and game two was a blowout, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, everything else was pretty much close, especially when the Bucks started to uh, get on their uh, four-game winning streak. Oh, game three was a blowout, obviously. Mm. In Milwaukee, but four, five, and six, they were down to the wire. It could have gone either way. It's just the Bucks out rebounded the Suns, and I think that was a big, huge difference. Yeah. But shout out to my boy Chris Middleton, man. Love that guy. Love Giannis, uh, Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, man. PJ Tucker is a guy that goes under the radar. Doesn't score points, man. He might go. He might put up a zero on the points, but his his defense, he'll get in your face, he'll make you work. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing to see. I love that team. Yeah, so anyways, since we're on the NBA subject, I mean, there was break, there was crazy news all over LA here. Um, but one of the one of the I guess one of the big news here in LA was uh West Russell Westbrook uh back to the, uh well, not back to the Lakers, but he's from LA, so he's coming back home. Uh Play, play here in L.A., and uh, he's joining LeBron and A.D. Uh, looks like the Lakers traded uh, Kuzma, KCP, Montrezl Herald, and the 22nd pick in the NBA draft. Yeah, and they also threw some other picks in there. Oh, really? Yeah. So, to me, um, I think it's a huge move for the Lakers. I think you – I'm not really a big Westbrook fan, but I do like the fact that we got rid of Kuzma. Because Kuzma just had to go. Like, he wasn't giving you any production. At least I know that. At least I know with Russell, I'm going to get production. You know, I'm going to get uh, somebody who can handle the ball, uh, drive. He's not the best shooter, but uh, but he does score in bunches when you need it. And uh, I prefer that than having somebody like Kuzma just warming up the bench. And it's in, in the playoffs... Kuzma was nowhere to be found. I mean, uh, it was it was bad, and and I'm and I, and I hope that Kuzma, you know, does well with the Wizards. You know, I hope that he he balls out, and I hope he 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 has a, a an amazing career. But it just didn't work here in LA. You know, he was very streaky. There was times, man, this guy would drop almost forty, and then you wouldn't see him for days, like. He lost. Uh, Mantras Herald, like, I mean, I don't know what to say about him. Like, he just kind of started last season a couple games. Like, he, he started off with us, and then, I mean, he just disappeared. Like, he couldn't playoffs. He wasn't even playing. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened with him. And then KCP, I mean, he's a, he was a good shooter, uh, you know, good 3 and D guy. But it's just, uh, I guess it, you know, just, I guess when that happens, you got to make the money work. So you got to balance it out. So that's, I guess that's what made it, made the trade happen. But I mean, what do you, what do you think about the trade? 
Well, I didn't. I, I heard rumors before about it, but I didn't really think it was going to be possible. I thought maybe the Lakers were going to go a different route. Um, I'm just, I'm just curious to see how it's going to work out. Like you said, I'm not the biggest Westbrook fan, but I know what he's capable of doing. I think uh, if they can make it work out, because you know LeBron and Westbrook both like to have the ball, but and you know Westbrook hasn't really been on a a, a big stage besides that OKC. Uh, NBA Finals they made against the Heat. So we haven't really seen what can happen. We haven't seen Westbrook around a good team, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Besides the time he was with Durant and OKC. I mean, he was with Harden, but I don't think the Rockets were a good team overall. Uh, obviously, with the Wizards, it was just him and Beal, basically. I mean, they do have some nice pieces, but it was not a good team. So we're going to see what Westbrook could do on a, a team like this. I think it's going to benefit him. I think it, he deserves to be on, on a winning team. And I'm, I'm excited to see how that works out. Um, I thought I thought the trade for Buddy Hugh was going to go through uh, when I got the message that that was in talk. I thought, I thought that was going to go through. I thought the Lakers were going to cry him. But, um, yeah, as far as Westbrook, Westbrook's a good player. I mean, he's a top player in the game. I know a lot of people are hating on this trade, but when you're with LeBron, dude, you're going to make it work. And I just feel, as far as for Kuzma, I just feel like maybe it was too much for him, but being along uh, LeBron and AD, it's a lot of pressure, dude. It's a lot of pressure to step up, and I feel like that's why LeBron plays the stars better. Like, they, they, they're all, they're all going for the same goal. They have the same mentality, basically. I just feel like Kuzma's a little younger. He doesn't really... I don't know. Maybe his playing time. And then, he, you know, he was comments where he was frustrated by his playing time. And this and that. I just think that a lot of these younger players... That's why LeBron doesn't like to play with younger players, really. I mean, he likes to play with veterans or superstars. Because I just feel like they're thinking more like him. Trying to win games and be great. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um... I think uh, Westbrook also, I don't think he's ever played with a big, like, AD. I mean, Durant is probably the biggest dude. I mean, Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins. Ubaka. Ubaka, I mean, yeah, but still, not, they're not AD level. I mean, mm-hmm. AD, when healthy, is you know, a top five NBA player in the league. Um, but uh, you, get, you get him a big pretty much now. I think that's going to benefit of him a bit more. It takes pressure off LeBron where he doesn't have to bring up the ball as much, you know. I mean, I, I know there was stretches when LeBron would hit the bench and the ball wasn't moving. At least with Westbrook, yeah. he'll have the ball moving a bit. He'll, he, yeah. he'll, he'll make passes. He'll grab boards. He provides energy. That's one thing I do like about Westbrook. He provides energy. So you're not going to have um, – you're not gonna. Ha- you're, you're always. He's always gonna be in, in attack mode, so I do like that. Uh, but now, as a Laker fan, I want to see them get shooters. I feel like now, okay, you got your your three core guys. Now you gotta just you gotta just attract them with shooters. Get guys who could just three and D, just a bunch of three and D guys. I think, and then a center. You need another center. Because, I mean, if you could bring a guy like Dwight Howard back, somebody like that, um, you know, to grab, you know, clean up the boards, play defense, that, that'd be great. So, I mean, if the Lakers could get some more shooting and get a, get a center, uh, you know, to, uh, to uh, defend, defend this, uh, the paint, that'd be great. Yeah, no, it would be huge. I agree with that. Get some shooters. I would really welcome Dwight back. I think uh, we really missed his presence this year. So that would be a good move for the Lakers. Still a lot of work to do. But, man, it, it's exciting. It's exciting. The big three. Um, yeah, and I, like I said, Westbrook hasn't been on a really good team in a while. So it's going to be I'm, – I'm sure I'm pretty sure he's motivated, especially after going to Washington, you know, carrying OKC without Durant for so many years, um, that – He's going to be motivated, and I'm pretty sure it's going yeah, to work he's out. Yeah, play, he's played with a lot of other guards. Like, I've seen, you know, he's played with Paul George. He played with a good, um, you know, KD, power forward slash ball forward. Um, he hasn't played with a center. So I'm interested to see how that works. And then I think he's out to prove something. I mean, you're everybody always bashing you, saying that 
you know, you turn over the ball a lot, you you don't get along with teammates, you this and that. I think Westbrook is kind of like, all right, I need to just I need I, I'm out to win a championship. I'm not out to you know, be a scoring guy or anything, you know. I'm out to win a championship. And I think uh I think he I think he I think he could do that with the Lakers. Like I said, they just got to assemble this team right. You got to get some shooters. You got to get a center. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Lakers will be working that. Um, but, yeah, man, NBA draft today, I didn't really know too much about the NBA draft today or what happened. <laughs> but, yeah, exciting basketball just ended. But, you know, still continuing strong with these big trades. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be more to come, um, more moves in the NBA. So we'll be on lookout for that. Um, as, far as, as far as MLB, I mean, ridiculous day. It's been a ridiculous couple of days. Uh we can really start anywhere you like, buddy. I mean, let's just start with, I guess you go back Sunday. Uh, the Padres acquired Frazier from, uh, no, was it uh, was it Frazier? Yeah, Frazier. Adam, yeah, Frazier, Frazier, Adam Frazier, right? From the Pirates. Big yeah, all-star, all-star second baseman, big move for them. Um, pretty much... Uh, you know, pretty much a guy batting over 300. Uh, and now it's just like you you add another hitter to that lineup. So that lineup is becoming more and more dangerous, um, you know, to, to, to see. Uh, and then not only that, I just feel like uh, they've, been, they've been trying to get rid of Hosmer. So, you know. Now I don't know if you uh, was it Cronenworth, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, put him first, put Adam Frazier at second. I mean, and then I guess you platoon, um, you platoon Hosmer here and there. I mean, I don't know what you do with Hosmer now, but I mean that lineup is deep. Um, but yeah, that was that was the first uh, big move that kicked off a MLB uh, trade uh, deadline, pretty much. And then ever since then, man, there's been moves left and right. Uh, Starling Marte, I mean, he got moved to the A's. That guy is, uh, you know, he's an all-star baller. Uh, A's just feel like they needed uh, a bat like that, and and they finally got a, they got somebody, you know, to be right there with Olsen in the middle of the lineup. I mean, that's huge, you know. Um, they also got Chafin, a reliever. From they the got Chafin from. Yeah, you got change from the Cubs. So that's a good move. Ace are making good moves. I didn't expect them to make uh, these type of moves. You know, Ace are really usually really quiet at the deadline, going with their team. So it's a huge move, man. And um, God, the, the Rays, <laughs> the Rays. I don't know exactly what the Rays are doing. It was kind of funny. I was listening to a, uh, the talking baseball podcast. They're like, we don't know if the Rays are selling or or they're buying. It's just. Yeah, they they're did, acquiring they, and they, they let it go. They acquired they acquired um Nelson Cruz, right? So you acquired Nelson Cruz and then they also uh they traded uh was it Diego Castillo? Yeah. Castillo. This is one of their top relievers, right? Or you I know so. uh, I mean I know I know he was last year because uh, it was a big deal when we saw him in the World Series. So um you get rid of him, uh who did they send him to? The Mariners. The Mariners, wow, yeah. So that, that that's that's just and, that's, I th- and I think the Mariners give up one of their top relievers to the Houston. So this is this is what I yeah yeah I, I'll I'll touch on the Mariners real quick. But uh, any other moves you want to talk about? I mean, that that went kind of low key before today. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the Milwaukee. I think oh, I would yeah. I would have liked to see him get a a bigger bat than Eduardo Escobar. But Eduardo Escobar is a pretty decent player. Um, I, I expected more of a bigger bat for them, maybe like a Trevor Story. But then again, if you do acquire Trevor Story, where are you going to put him with the Willie Adamas there? So I, I just wanted to see, maybe, you know, the deadline's not over. I would want to see Milwaukee make another big move uh, just to, you know, you know, you have the Dodgers make the obviously the huge move today. And, you know, you had the Padres make the move. I mean, the Brewers have a really good squad. They should take really take advantage of this and, uh, you know, try to be there at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think to me, the Brewers, I would I would have loved to see a guy like uh, Rizzo, Gallo, uh, you know, go to the, go there, big bat. 
gonna um, but no, they landed in New York. Uh, even a guy like Chris Bryant, like I wouldn't mind a guy like Chris Bryant. I don't know who the, uh, the third baseman is, but, but uh, I still wouldn't mind a guy like Chris. I mean, but then again, you know, I don't know if they would, uh, the Cubs are going to trade within division, but you know, just ask the Mariners, they will, <laughs> which I thought was ridiculous. But anyways. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you. I think the Brewers should have added like a a bigger bat. But Eduardo Escobar is a is a is a is a guy who will help you. You know, he has a pretty good average. He he definitely will help that lineup. I would have preferred them to get a bigger bat, but I guess going with that pitching, they're gonna bank on whoever it is they got. They can still acquire some. Got about less than you know less than twenty four hours to to make a deal. Uh, deadline ends tomorrow, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, I believe. Yeah. So, so yeah, there, there's still a lot of moves to be made. Um, I wanted to touch on the Astros-Mariners trade, dude. Like, I thought that was just weird. So, Mariners are making a move. I mean, they're, they were kind of, I guess they played them uh, Monday. They beat them Monday. And I think they were only six games back. Right? So then the next day, they trade one of their top relievers to the Astros, the team you're chasing in the division, dude. Let me remind you, you know, you're chasing this team. I get it. You got probably got some pretty good prospects. I, I really don't know what they got back. But the fact that they they traded within the division, the team that you're chasing, it sends a bad message to the locker room. Apparently, a lot of players were upset, pissed, because of... Um, you know what they did kind of felt like hey we're kind of make getting hot right now we're making a run at it why would you trade somebody you know who's pretty good is helping us out especially down the stretch run to a team that we're currently chasing made no sense made and no sense we mentioned this when we said our uh al prediction yeah dude i honestly this is the frustrating thing about baseball i mean when you're there, dude, I think you're supposed to go on all in, regardless. Because Seattle has a good team. You know, they're they're loaded with young talent. And obviously, all, all their players are really young. So, this is basically going to be the core for a couple of years. So, for them to do that, it's just like, what? Especially to the Astros. And maybe, like, I don't know. I don't know what the prospects they got back on this trade. But still, man, you, you are sending a bad message. Are you... Here to win? Are you here? What are you here to do? It's yeah. disappointing to the players. Disappointing to the fans. I think. Um, I think the play, the locker room. Like you're just frustrated. You're literally man. sending a guy who's helping you out, and then you trade him in between the series. Like you're literally gonna face probably face your former teammate the next day. You they know were, they were playing. Yeah, they were playing. Oh, so it's just like what? Oh, and then the day before they made this trade, they had like an epic comeback. They were down 7-0, came back, I won, hear about that. won on a grand slam. Like, it was crazy. And it's just like, what? Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I don't know. Um, it, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah, it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating for the Mariners. Obviously, as we speak now, they're eight games back. Um, but, yeah, it sends a bad message. Freaking, uh, the Astros are bolstering up their bullpen. Obviously, they get that trick done. They also get, uh, Jimmy Garcia from the Marlins. Yeah. So, man, Astros are going to be a hard team to stop in the AF. I mean, we'll get to the Yankees move and the Red Sox in a bit. But if you're asking me who's in the, who I think is coming out of the AL, I think for sure it's Houston. I think, I think they're a hell of a team and it's somehow, just getting better, and it's kind of crazy to see. Um, but yeah, touching touching on the Yankees, what do you think of the moves they made? They've been a right-handed bat lineup all year. It's this theory that they have with their ballpark that it has to be right-handed, and finally they bring in two lefties, huge which lefties. is weird because they got the short porch and in right field. So I heard I about it. I heard I heard uh, some YouTubers talking about a Yankees fan that wasn't really familiar with it, but yeah, cool. it's. So weird of just to have a, a heavy right-handed lineup. Like they had no lefties. Yeah. No, that's that's that, weird. That's bad. that's bad. You gotta have some lefties in your lineup. You're not putting pressure on the pitching staff. No. You're facing. No. You're pretty much. Uh, yeah. No. It's. I mean. I guess unless you're going up against a left-handed pitching, a left-handed pitcher, then I guess that's advantage to your team because you know. 
because uh, the stats show that, you know, a right-handed uh, lineup going against a left-handed pitcher, you know, benefits the 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 righties more. But, you know, baseball is a numbers game, and they have a bunch of numbers for everything. So, uh, but, yeah, the Yankees uh, did add two left-handed bats. I think that's pretty good for them. Still think they should acquire some pitching because um, that's desperately what they need, uh, especially in the rotation. I feel like it's Cole and, you know, Talon. Uh, what's his name? Talon. I mean, he's been he's been a lot better last four or five starts. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess you're going to have to wait and see what you get from the rest of your um, arms, but. I think if I think if I'm a Yankees fan, I would hope that they would acquire some pitching. Yeah, I would definitely uh, like to acquire some pitching if I'm a Yankee fan. I mean, you get those two big bats, lefty Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo in your lineup, which I don't. I do think that the Yankees. I think it gets overlooked. Their offense was terrible this year. It's been terrible. Um, so you add these two guys, it's gonna make a huge impact to to that lineup, and I think it probably motivate the guys more. You know, not expecting Judge to do everything. You know, Gary, Giancarlo. I think it's gonna be a dead lineup, and I think it's a lineup we're not gonna want to face adding these two pieces. But you're still gonna have to get some pitching in, and uh, there's some arms out there that you can probably acquire. Like there's John Gray from the Rockies that they're looking into trade. You can acquire him. You might tell him. Shave off his facial hair, but <laughs> I mean, you get him in there. He's been he's shown flashes. He's a great. He could be a great pitcher. You know, you just you haven't really seen his potential because he plays that in course view. Uh, another guy name out there, Kyle Gibson. You might want to hit up the Rangers again, and uh, it's not a sexy move, like they said. It, you know, it's not gonna blow away like a Scherzer or another top pitcher out there. But and he had a great season, and it, it's gonna help. Uh, Eliminate the pressure on Cole. So, I think the I think what shows me about the Yankees is that they're all in somehow, uh, even though they haven't had a great season so far, and they're still a little while back. But when you make these two moves, it it's showing that I don't think they're done yet because they're gonna have to get some pitching. Yeah, they're gonna have to get some pitching. They're gonna have to. Um, but you just don't make these two moves just to make these two moves and say, ah, oh, let's see what it's doing. No. Uh, the, there's uh, there has to be some more moves coming from the Yankees. Uh, I think the Yankees uh, they have to they have to make a run and try to get in the playoffs. You know, try to make a run. You're not that far back from I guess a wild card, so you got to try to you know they just won a series versus the Rays, so you got to try to um, you got to try to uh, hopefully sneak in get a wild card, and who knows what could happen in the playoffs. I mean, anything can happen. MLB uh, playoffs are the most exciting, yes, and yet the most nerve-wracking, in my opinion. Just because anything can happen, an error, a walk, changes the game in a heartbeat. No, yeah. Uh, Yankees currently eight and a half back, so expect more moves by the deadline tomorrow. Maybe Kyle Gibson will be talking about it tomorrow and. That'd be huge for the Yankees. So Yankee fans, stay strong. Got the Red Sox, you know, adding a, a bat like Kyle Schwarber is insane already for that deadly lineup. Not only that, I mean, he gets that short right field, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be hitting bombs down there. Yep. You know, he hit bombs down there in Washington. I'm only, I could only wonder what he's gonna do down there in Boston. So that's a good pickup. He needs to get healthy though. He's on the DL. But um. Any other moves you want to talk about? I mean, I know uh, Tyler Anderson went to the Mariners. So, at least the Mariners kind of <laughs> made it up a little bit with their uh, clubhouse and got a starter. Yeah. Um, Tyler Anderson from the Pirates? Pirates. Mm-hmm. He went to the Mariners? Yeah, because uh, he had originally got traded to the Phillies, but the deal went off. I guess medicals and all that. So, the... Then he ended up trading, got traded to the Mariners. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, this happened like Tuesday, I think. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, 
a lot of moves um, have happened. Nelson Cruz to the Rays. We talked about mm-hmm. that. Um, was it the guy uh, Cesar Hernandez? Yeah, he went to the White Sox. He went to the White Sox. Brad Hand went to the Blue Jays. Brad Hand to the Blue Jays. That's a good move. Padres got Daniel Hudson. It's official? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Because earlier they said uh, Max Scherzer to the Padres, and what happened? Yeah, I mean, I mean, since we're gonna just talk big bulls, I mean, I'm surprised by the Giants, man. They haven't made anything. I think the Giants. I think the Giants are kind of like they don't want to. They don't want to get rid of their any of their top prospects. Because they know what they got is pretty good down there in the minors. Uh, plus, a lot of guys uh, that had huge contracts like Lingor, was it uh, Evan Lingoria? Um, who's the other guy that's coming off the books? I think it was Crawford, um, Brandon Bell. All these guys are coming off the books, so they're pretty much going to have Monopoly money to play with. Um, so I think you're the Giants. You're kind of like, I don't even know if I could win the World Series this year. I know that they lead the division. I know that they play. They played us hard again this series. They took two out of three from us. But when I look at a healthy Dodger lineup, a healthy Padres lineup, a healthy Padres rotation, a healthy Padres, I mean Dodgers line, uh, rotation, I don't see how they stack up with us. I really don't. And no shot to the Giants, dude. I respect the Giants more than I respect the Padres. Um, you know, they at least have won championships. They're a well-run organization. I just don't think the Giants are ready to part with any of their top prospects because they're like, hey, why are we going to get rid of these guys? We'll call these guys up next year or the year after. We'll go on free agency. A guy like Chris Bryant who let's say we do trade for him right now, like we could literally have him in a two, you know, in, you know, four or five months when it's the winter meetings or whenever it is that they do free agency. And, and uh, he'll be a, 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 a guy that we build around. So I think that's how the Giants are approaching this thing. They're kind of just waiting. And see, I think the Giants are waiting in their scene. They're like, let's see what we could get for some lower deals. And let's make a run at it like that. And and I don't think they want to deal with their top prospects. And I don't think they should because even Posey, I mean, he's older. I know he's been having a good season, but he's older. He's he's you know he gets he can't play every day like he used to. I mean, that contract's also coming off the books. So I I, I think the Giants. I mean, I, I would make moves that don't require me to give any of my top talent away. Because you're still not, I don't feel like you still won't beat the Dodgers or the Padres. Shit, not even the Brewers. So, so I, I, I just think that they should stand pat. They, uh, you know, uh, Farhan Zaidi, he, he, he uh, used to work for Andrew Freeman down here in uh, L.A. So they, uh, he knows, he knows how to, how to, how to make deals, and and he knows how important the farm is, and um. You know, speaking of that, leading into, you know, the next move, Dodgers, pick hit uh, Max Scherzer and then Trey Turner, which I thought was, like, a move I didn't expect. No, I did not expect that. I mean, obviously get the news that the Padres are close to acquiring Scherzer, so you pretty think it's pretty much a done deal. <laughs> and then a couple hours pass by, and you say that it says that the Dodgers are acquiring Scherzer and... Uh, Trey Turner, I didn't even know Trey Turner was on the trade block. Um, he apparently he still has one year left after this, so many people were shocked that he was even getting dealt. But I guess the Nationals are selling high. I think they said the only player that's untouchable is Juan Soto. So man, it's a huge move for the Dodgers because you know obviously with Bauer out, you put in Scherzer, a guy that's done it before, a guy that won the three Cy Youngs in his career, has won a World Series. Uh, yeah, he, he's an amazing pitcher. I always like Scherzer. I think he's always been one of the best. So you add that, you pair that up with Bueller and Kershaw, it's going to be a headache for any lineup in the National League. Um, 
even even whoever goes out of the AL, I mean, if the Dodgers make it that far, which this kind of move does make them over the top, and like you said, they're not even healthy. If they were, you know, if they're healthy, especially with Trey Turner and Scherzer, oh my god. I think for us, it's, it's uh, you know, the trade, I mean, well, so let's talk about the trade. So we, we did give up a good prospects. I mean, we gave a, uh, Ruiz, our top catcher, a prospect. I mean, he's he's just raking in the minors right now, man, out there in OKC. I mean, the other day, I think he had like four, uh, three homers. The guy is, he's, he's, he's literally ready to come up in the majors. It's just. Where, where are we going to put him? He's a catcher. He doesn't play first base. We pretty much are set at first base, even if you wanted to put him there. You know, we don't have the DDH and the NL. You know, we got Muncy, Pujols, and then our, our catchers. I mean, Will Smith, I, I do question his defense a little bit, but, man, he's such a good bat. You know, he, he he's a he's a power bat. He could, he could bat in the cleanup spot. So, I think, I think him... I think having Will Smith uh, there and then Austin Barnes, I mean, he, he's not going to play. So, like you said earlier, you kind of, kind of got to go all in. And Ruiz, if it would have been Ruiz for Schorber straight up, I mean, not Sh- uh, Scherzer straight up, man, I would have been like, dude, thirty-seven uh, Scherzer Ruiz. Oh man, like it's tempting, but but then you add Trey Turner to that. The mix, and then I think we added uh, Josiah Gray, who's uh, one of our top p- uh, pitching prospects. I mean, this guy—he uh, pitched on Sunday. He had a—he pr- uh, pitched four innings, gave up a lot of walks, but you could tell the stuff is there, dude. The stuff is there. Like he has electric stuff. Uh, he did have a, a couple innings the day against the Giants, but the Giants did have like three or four homers off him. Uh, that was his first uh, major league, uh, I guess, start. You could say. Um, but yeah, um, Josiah Gray is a, a good pickup for the Nationals also that they're getting, and then we give up some, uh, mid-level minor league players. Um, so, so yeah, I think the Nationals, uh, they got, they got a, they got a good, good haul. It's not the typical Andrew Freeman trade where we fleece everybody and take their good players and, uh, don't give them anything back. This is kind of like they, we did give them top quality Stars back, but I think Andrew Freeman and the Dodgers understand. Like, hey, we gotta win this. You know, we got we need another title. We need something to put us over the top. And you add, you add Max. You know, this this move kind of reminds me of when the Astros got Verlander. I was kind of like, man. When I first when I thought about it, I know that that year the Dodgers got Darvish. They got Verlander. Um, and when I saw when I saw that uh. Verlander went to the Astros, and it wasn't really for much. I think they they didn't give up anything for him. And I was like, damn, we could have had Verlander instead. You know, and it turned out to be, I mean, yeah, we all know what happened in the World Series, you know, whatever. But I, I this kind of, this, Max Scherzer reminds me a little bit of Verlander. He's older, but yet he still throws, he still throws well, man. And, and he still throws uh, that heat. And I think he's going to be an awesome addition to the rotation, especially, well, we don't know what's going to happen with uh Bauer and that mess that's going on. So I'm not even gonna go on touch it on that. But but yeah, I mean this this should definitely help us out. We still have Urias. We also picked up Daniel Duffy from the from the KC Royals, who has had a pretty good season this year. And uh, we'll see what happens with him. You were saying? I think this is a huge move for Dodgers because I mean. Honestly, like I said, I think if the Padres pull this move, uh, I don't know if the Dodgers have enough to to compete with the Padres, you know, adding Frazier and then having Scherzer because I think, and this is a move I think the Padres should have made because, I mean, Darvish has been shaky as of late. I think he has a ERA of 7 in July. Yeah, he's been really shaky, and Snell hasn't been good all year. Musgrove's been their top guy, I think. Yeah, I haven't even heard too much of Musgrove, so I don't really know how he's doing, but... Uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, you look at the Padres and the rotation, and you're kind of wondering that this this would have been a huge move for them. Mm-hmm. It would have been a huge move, and just for the Dodgers still this, I mean, I mean the Padres have, have been in third place most of the whole year. Um, do you see the NOL shaking up? Like, 
you see the Giants eventually falling and Dodgers overtaking them and then the Padres jumping a second, or... I... Man, it is tough. You know, yeah, it's... It's it's tough. What were you going to say? Sorry. Because I, I think that I think the Padres need to make another move in the rotation to be there with the Dodgers and the Giants in the late. You know, not get that road wild card. You don't want that if you're San Diego. Like, I... I think uh, Gosman for the Giants has had a couple bad starts also mm-hmm. in July. He hasn't looked good. Um, I feel like the Giants have won a lot of close games against us this this past uh, this month. Uh, you know, we saw what happened last week. Jansen blew, blew two games for us. Um, we also gift wrapped them that game, though. I feel like a couple games. Uh, especially that last one of that four-game series. I mean, there was a runner. There was a runner at. Um, there was a runner going to second. Uh, the guy who uh, I don't even I don't even know his name. Nurse who was playing for us at the moment was second. He didn't stretch. It, it was just a boneheaded play. Jansen was walking his, the whole world, and and I just feel like we gave him a lot of games. Okay, today they literally beat us. They they beat us five zero like it was just it was a on on Monday we uh, Tuesday we played them, I mean Cody Bellinger I don't know what the hell he was thinking what planet he was on he was probably high off some shit, and he like fucking launches a ball over Turner's oh, yeah, head and it's just like okay like those games I feel like we're giving them to them you know, and we come up with a couple of those games I mean who knows we're probably like in first place right now, mm-hmm. and um. I just feel like with the Dodgers, when they're healthy, I don't think they could beat us. Bats being out, I mean, dude, starting off the All-Star game, this guy was this guy was like, I mean, he had like a four-hit game, a three-hit game. He was on fire, and then he got hurt, and and now you know we're, we're without bets for the past the two biggest series against the Giants this month. We don't have Betts in the lineup, and you could tell, like, the lineup does not go. Betts is the engine to the lineup. If Betts is not healthy, we will not win the World Series. Simple as that. Betts has to be in the lineup. He has to be healthy for this lineup to go. And maybe that's why they made a move for Trey Turner, a guy who adds speed on top of the lineup. But this lineup is going to be, I don't know, but it's going to be ridiculous. I think you're going to have to bench a guy like Cody, who's not playing well. You're going to have to put us. uh Chris Taylor out in center, maybe Trey Turner at second, and Seager should should be back this weekend against the Diamondbacks. Uh, you know, I guess put him at short, and we'll see what happens. But Dodgers got to play clean defense, and I, I really think the Giants are a good team, but I think it's going to be, going back to your question, I think it's going to be, you know, the Dodgers winning division, the Padres getting second, and I think eventually – it, it's hard to say because the, the Giants are a scrappy team, but I think eventually if they don't make a move, I think they will they will slip down. But if they make a move, then I, I could see them, uh, Dodgers, Giants, battling it out to the very end. Yeah, I think the only move I do see the Giants probably making, um, it all depends, but maybe Chris Bryant is the only probably move I see them making. Yeah, but you know, Chris Bryant... I don't want to give up too much, bro. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to give too much because I feel like you're you're gonna probably have them in the off season. So it's just, yeah. I think the Giants, and then who knows? They might they're looking into adding Kimbrel. So I mean, I think I think the Giants uh, they'll probably make a couple moves. Who knows what how big their moves are gonna be? But the MLB trade deadline, I think I have not seen an MLB trade deadline so exciting in years. Yeah, it's it's, it's been it's been a couple years I think uh, since we've seen this this lit. Yeah, it's been amazing. Baseball, baseball trade deadline is always good. Did they ever have it? Did they have a trade deadline last year? They did. They did, right? Yeah, it's like in like literally right after the season started, right? Yeah, pretty much. So Marte, uh, Marte to uh, Marlins. Oh, okay, okay. So, I mean, baseball trade deadline is always good, uh, but yeah, this year has been bananas. Uh, and the fact that there's still less than 24 hours left, and a lot of big names out there like Trevor Story, um, I think he has to get moved. I think oh, if you're the, I mean, if you're the Rockies, you trade Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado, 
you know, the offseason, how are you not going to trade a story? You're not going to sign him. So You're not going to sign him, so trade him. If you get um, maybe not much back that you want because a lot of people think Trevor's story has the Coors effect where he's only good at home. But, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, you gotta got to get something for him because he's not going to I think Trevor's story would have been perfect in Milwaukee. Yeah, I think I think you got to move him somewhere. I mean, Willie Adams has been incredible for Milwaukee, but... He could have done something, switch positions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now, nowadays in MLB, you can play any position, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, with athletic, the shifts you know? and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that hurts for Milwaukee. Um, as far as my World Series pick. <laughs> what was your World Series pick? Yeah? It, was, it was Milwaukee and uh, Yankees. It could still happen. Like, I'm going to switch it. No, you gotta switch it. Well, it's midnight, and mid, you know, after you see the trades and everything, you gotta you gotta switch it. You gonna switch it now? Yeah. Alright. Shoot it. Dodgers, Houston. Oh, wow. I get chills just Dude, that would be an epic one. We play Houston on Tuesday, Dodgers Stadium. How lit do you think that place is gonna be? That place is gonna be like Bull City, dude. It's, it's, they're gonna probably. You gonna go? Maybe. They're probably gonna make the Astros cry. I feel like yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, and then and then, what if Max Scherzer opens up the series? Oh wow, dude! Like that's gonna be crazy, 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 crazy. I I'm so excited for the next two months of baseball. I think the Dodgers uh, have a golden opportunity, and they have to uh, take advantage of it. Don't don't make boneheaded errors. Don't um, make uh, you know. Don't gift wrap games to other teams, especially teams in your division. Have you guys um, played Milwaukee twice already? No, I think we got Milwaukee one more time. In LA. In LA. Uh, so, and then I think we got six games against San Diego. We got three games against the Giants left up in San Francisco. And, um, yeah, I mean, we still got some tough games on the schedule. Well, obviously, we got Houston coming up. And I think we got a couple other uh, tough teams like, uh, well, Philly, Mets, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the this next two months are going to be tough for the Dodgers. But I think the Dodgers, now with these moves, I think they have what it takes to get over the top and, you know, get another division title and hopefully another World Series ring. Yeah, man. It's going to be crazy. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Um but yeah, it's exciting times. Baseball is getting good. I think baseball is really, you know, yeah, been great this year. But you know, as we're moving to closer to the football season, uh, just exciting times in sports. You know? Oh yeah, I bet. But you know, real quick, real quick, you know what's it? What would be an exciting series to watch in the AL? White Sox versus Astros. Do you know that? Did you know the beef that uh, I guess La Russa has with Dusty Baker? They don't like each other. I guess between, you know, when Dusty was, like, managing the Reds and the Cubs and, you know, La Russa was in St. Louis, they just have beef. Having those two teams in an ALCS, imagine how crazy that would be. That would be that would be an epic series, I think. I think, yeah, I think, uh, well, me personally, dude, after watching Yankees Astros again, I would hope the Yankees get it together and we see a rematch of what we saw in the regular season because both those matches were intense. Oh, yeah. So I, w- I would personally like to see that. I didn't know too much about the Larissa. That's the uh, rivalry, but... Yeah, they don't like each other. Um, and having those two guys go at it again in, a, let's say, an ALCS, even a division series, oh, man, that's going to be crazy. And then um, is the first series, is that a, what is that, three-game series? The wild card? Or is it just a one game? One game, one game right? That's, yeah. Uh, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm trying to avoid that that series. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want that. You don't want any ex- part of that. It's the most exciting game you could ever see to witness as a fan, but it's the scariest for sure. Right. I'll, I'll be 100% honest. It's, it's, it's scary. You got the end of your seat. You got to do whatever it takes to win that game, and it may affect you later on in yeah. the other series. If you got to throw your next day starter yeah whatever it takes you gotta win that game that's why that game is not a really a game you want to play um moving on to the nfl 
How do you feel? Your boy Rogers is back. He's oh back in Lambo, throwing everybody under the bus, but he's back. Like a dream come true, you know. Just to see him out there with the hat again. Uh, no, no, seriously, this it's cool, man. It's cool to put the drama to be over. Obviously, Rogers went off in his press conference. He has every right to. I mean, things he didn't like. I don't. You can tell in the tension. There's tension between both him and Brian. Gutekinds, the GM, and you could tell from they were throwing shots at each other at both press conferences. So you could just they asked him. I think I saw something where they asked uh, Brian, they're like, "Hey, uh, if Rogers wasn't here, would you do that combo?" And he said, "No." Yeah, he basically said it. He basically said, "You know, we did it for Rogers." Who knows if he really meant it in a bad way? But I mean, it's obviously he didn't want Cobb there anymore because he didn't even call him. After the 2018 season, so uh, when a couple was a free agent, so I mean, he didn't call him to negotiate anything. He just let him walk. So, I mean, going off Rogers' press conference, I mean, you gotta give him some credit because I thought I, from the beginning I thought it was a dumb move letting Micah Hyde walk, and they never even offered Micah Hyde a contract extension. I get it, salary cap, you can't afford everybody, and I just feel like players like that that do so much for your team that you should at least offer. Uh, yeah, like I get some, like I think Rogers talked about um, Woodson, you know, how they didn't offer him, didn't bring him back. I get it, but you know, Woodson was at the end of his career, so I would understand why the Packers maybe not want him back. Um, but, you know, other guys, man, like, uh, I mean, guys like, uh, what's the guy that cut Kumro? Kumro, yeah. I mean, he's like, he was a, a Rogers dude. And you cut him. I think you should just go and ask Rodgers, hey, we're thinking about cutting your boy here. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know? And, no, they just kind of just don't give him any feedback. You know? Or any, they don't ask for his feedback, nothing. And I think that's what kind of ticked him off. Yeah. Um, I, do, I do agree on that. I, th- I think the, the two moves that did bother me about the Packers is for sure the Micah Hyde move. Even though he wasn't the all-pro uh, safety that he is now. He did so much for the Packers, man. He would play outside corner, inside corner, punt return. I mean, dude, we haven't had a good punt returner since Micah Hyde. Um, he plays safety. He, you could plug him anywhere and he could play. And that's why Micah Hyde was so important. He was a fan favorite, at least to me, man. I love that guy. And the fact that he left and we didn't offer him anything, that hurts. And the, the other player that did hurt as well was Julius Peppers. Because even though Julius Pepper is old, he had so much protection to his very last season in Carolina. He was consistent every year. Uh, he brought a different type of leadership to the locker room. So, And like Roger said, Peppers would have came back for, I think he said $3 million, whatever it was. I mean, dude, that guy is worth it. I mean, so it, I do agree both sides. I mean, Jordy, Jordy was on the fall off his career, but he's Roger's favorite target. So maybe you might want to run that by Rodgers, you know? But there's a lot of players out there that their time was up in, like, Clay. Clay had a great season with Green Bay, but he had nothing left in the tank for Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you got to let him walk. But the one of the two, the two that did hurt me for sure was Julius and Micah Hyde. Yeah. I, I really think that, you know, there's there's still tension here, but I think Rodgers want to get his point across. Not only for, for the you know, new like you said, new players that come into Green Bay, and even a guy like Love, let's say Love is the next, you know, uh, big deal in Green Bay, right? He takes Roger's spot and he becomes the next big thing. Let's say that's the case. I think Rogers is setting the foundation for him, like kind of saying like, hey, if you like somebody, you, you like a receiver or tight end, something that, you know, you think you think that the guy's going to help you, like, you got to go to the front office and, and Say, no, like, this is what I want. Like, I, I want him. You know, because a quarterback knows. Like, a quarterback knows. He's with them at practice. They run routes together all day. It's like Brady. Brady knows, you know. You know, they – he – Gronk is not Gronk of before. But he has Gronk for those key third downs. The chemistry. Those, yeah, it's the chemistry, you know. The key third down he needs in a big game. Hey. He knows Gronk's there. He trusts Gronk. He knows what route he's going to run. And there he is. Same thing with Rodgers. He knows. Like, he knows where Devontae is. Like, Devontae's his go-to guy. But a guy like, you know, Cobb, which I don't think 
Uh, he's obviously not the same Cobb that he was when he was in Green Bay earlier in his career. I'm not expecting big things from him, but at least maybe somebody who will get you a key third down yeah, here and there. I think that I think I, that's the role I see Cobb playing. I think Cobb's going to come up in the big moments, in the big third downs, where you need a legit slot receiver. And he's going to be able to mentor Amari Rodgers, which he's done in the past. I mean, he... he He's trained Amari Rodgers and Amari Rodgers trained Randall Cobb, so it's it's a cycle, man. I think it's a really exciting move. I know people are like, "Oh, why don't we bring Cobb back?" He's washed up. It's like it's not even about that. It's about trust. And I feel like Rodgers really left the game against the Bucks, you know, not trusting his receivers besides Devontae. I felt like he looked for Alan Lazard in big plays. You know, MBS did have a big game, but there was a lot of key. Drops. He, he drops, and not Lazard only, but EQ. Uh, there was just missed opportunities where you feel like even a guy like Cobb would have made a difference. It was to move the chain on a key third down where, you know, you get a go-to. It, it, it could be a simple yeah, look at, look one-two at, route. Look at, on to, look at Antonio Brown. Like, yeah. This guy did nothing for the Bucks all year. He did nothing. He catches what? A touchdown in the Super Bowl? Yeah. It's like... Dude, you just don't know, you know, having them out there, you know, being a decoy, whatever. You still got to have some type of respect for them. And, you know, I, I think that I think that Rodgers just wants that type of respect, you know. Yeah, and it's good. It's good that he's putting it out there. But uh, as far as everything else, man, I'm excited for camp. I'm, expi- I'm excited to, to have Cobb back. I mean, one of my favorite memories, my favorite game, regular season game is when Rodgers and Cobb both came back week 17 against Chicago to win the division. That's my favorite game, uh, regular season game of all time. Uh, But, yeah, man, so that's exciting. I love it. We're about a month away from football. Uh, Hard Knocks is about to start next week, right, with Dallas? Um, First episode? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think they started filming already, uh, but I think uh, they released the first episode next week. Okay, so that's going to be cool so to see. That's going to be cool. I think the Hall of Fame game is on Sunday, right? Already this Sunday? Yeah, this Sunday. Uh, Steelers versus Cowboys. I uh, mean, I never watch it, but I always watch like the first few minutes just to get this feel for Yeah, but guys. I think uh, this is I think this is going to be a pretty pretty uh, good game. I don't know it's preseason. doesn't matter, but I mean, it's going to be the first time NFL has a stadium with fans. I think they're gonna have about eighteen thousand in there. Okay. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be just good to see some type of football with fans. Um, uh, Dak Prescott injured his shoulder. We'll yeah. see what happens there with him. Um, but but yeah, I mean footballs footballs football, around fancy, the corner. Fancy drafts on the way. Don't touch my guys. Fantasy drafts on the way, man. Football season's here. MLB season's here. Uh, NBA season is, you know, heating up with all these trades. The off-season trades. It's an exciting time for sports, man. I'm all for it. It's been a long time coming. And it's so weird, man. I watch highlights from football games last year. Yeah, that's just weird. That's just weird. I just see. So weird. You know, I, I go back and, and I look at how the 49ers, like, you know, they got kicked out of their own stadium. They got kicked out of their own stadium. Oh my God, dude. You know, there was no fans there anyway. There was no fans at their stadium. And they said, hey, you know what? Uh, we're in L.A. I think it was like week 10 or something. We're in L.A. And they're like, uh, they got an alert as soon as they landed in L.A. And it said something about, oh. You guys cannot go back to your home stadium and play there because of the county and all these regulations. And I don't know, but it was so weird. Then we go to Arizona. We finish the season there, and it's also empty. So I don't know. Like it's just yeah. It, I'm glad. Crazy season. Weird now. season. I see uh, fans at training camp watching the Niners practice, and I'm just like, wow. Just seeing fans at training camp. Man, that makes a big difference. You know, I know there's still a lot of stuff going on out there, but let's just hope that things uh, trend up and we get a full stadiums in uh, September. Yeah, excited. Week one is always a big day. Love watching, just watching all the football games week one. So 
It's going to be exciting, man. We're only like a month away. More than a little month away, but excited. Great to be back. Uh, we'll have some new yeah. stuff coming up. We'll have some new stuff coming up. Review any other deals that go on the trade deadline. Uh, the pennant races in the MLB are heating up, so we're going to have, obviously, a lot more to talk about there. And uh, so, everybody, you know, please stay safe out there, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.